0: All right, folks, welcome on into another edition of the High School Huddley One-Stop Shop. For everything and all things Section 5 Sports, I'm AJ Fellman. He is Carl Jones. The weather, the winter is really picked up into full gear, both here in Rochester over in Orchard Park. Carl rolling his eyes, shaking his head, doing just about everything he can to, uh, you know, express his displeasure in the weather here.
1: It's just so cold like you know i get it i'm up north i am i know y'all like what does he expect he live in rochester new york blah 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 i ain't trying to hear i'm not trying to walk out the house and my knees creak. like i'm not trying to hear that I, I ain't trying to walk outside and i gotta put on a coat three layers of pants and a, and a hat just to take out the trash like i'm just not going for that so i'm blessed that i'm not getting the the snow that orchard park and buffalo is getting at the moment but I'm still get my gripes off and my gripe is it's like it feel like it's negative 50 outside. I don't care what Snyder's saying on TV. It it <laughs> really feels like it's is awful like I'm out in the arctic or something out there, man. It's it's brutal.
0: Yeah, I mean, the worst is just that it's staying cold. It's one thing to you know get a cold day, maybe two in a row. We we pick back up, we get to relax a little bit for. It's just been cold, man. It's it's staying cold. I'm looking at my weather app right now. It's not going to get above freezing until Monday. And even then we're hitting 34, you know, the week after that, we're back in the 30s. So not too bad, but weather is causing some havoc out in Orchard Park, obviously, you know, I was there in the uh, the Steelers-Bills game, obviously postponed from Sunday to Monday. Honestly, wasn't too bad. You know, I wasn't out in the, uh, you know, the seats, so I didn't have to deal with three feet of snow on my seat when I got there. You know, uh, Mr. Terry Pagouli, you're going to have to cough up a little more money to get some <laughs> snow shovels out there. I don't know how many people are going to want to trudge out there through a travel ban for 20 bucks minus taxes and insurance and fees and all that crap. So, you know, it was fine. It, it was a nice environment. Good thing about the weather was we were well prepared for it. So I literally had like nine or 10 layers on during the game, three on the, uh, the lower body, got the hand warmers, the wool gloves. It, it was fine, but wasn't the most pleasant day in Orchard Park. Wasn't the 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 best day Friday for round ball roundups. No real snow, even though we had some cold, you know, rain, which made things trouble, but we had, we had some wind, which caused some issues to our round ball roundup schedule. Pulling up out to
1: Wayne, I think playing up against Newark game of the night. We told y'all that about it all last week, trying to see like what, how real and legit is Wayne. Right. And I'm pulling up and the street is really, really dark. And Wayne already isn't the most well lit, like road as it is. Mm -hmm. So, back in my head, I'm like, all right, like, cool, whatever. Like, I don't know. Maybe they forgot to turn on the lights in the front. I don't know. But then, as I approach the school, I see I can't see the school. And if y'all, anyone who's ever been out in Wayne, like, the school is right there. Like, it's not like you can't (laughs) see it from the road. Like, it is legitimately right there. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, where is it at? So, I'm like, you know what? Let me just take a left because I assume this is where the, the road is. I've been in Wayne about five, 10 times. And I, I busted left. That if you listen listening to this, I'm sorry. And I just ran all on the grass, like just all on the grass. So I'm like, oh, this not the road. Uh oh. Like, so I hurry up and try to get off of it. I was nowhere near the road, y'all. Like, I'm way off of the road. Um, I'm on the grass for at least a smooth five seconds. So, like, Wayne, if y'all seen y'all road and y'all, like, man, who messed up the grass, I apologize. It was me blame the transformer who blew out the light nonetheless i get there the game is obviously postponed because all the lights in that area was out um so unfortunate that was the case because we was really looking forward to showing that on tv but unfortunate for that grass as well because i definitely was all over like the the area and couldn't see i legitimately couldn't see like it was nowhere to go i don't know i was i guess betting with my life a little bit there i don't know but that was a little bit adventure for about two three minutes and just back in the gps and went back to the station
0: yeah it's a good thing there really wasn't any snow because it's one thing to, to go in the grass it's another thing to to take a left turn right into a snow pile and, and now you're stuck out there now we're calling engineers to try and you know scrape us out of there so luckily grass was the only thing we were dealing with uh in that game yeah but a real bummer that one got postponed that that game has been pushed. I'm trying to find the date. I couldn't couldn't quite find it right off the time I had, but it's it's getting replayed at some point where they picked up in the second half. Luckily, you know, it it kind of came at a quote unquote convenient time. It was right at the half, so it's not like they we got to worry about you know you know you know starting a weird time. It didn't happen in crunch time anything like that. They're gonna they're gonna resume it on January 24th, six o'clock. They're also gonna run it back in Newark on uh, February 9th. So. We'll see if we can get out to that round two, but I texted uh, Paul Gotham over picking splinters. He's turned into a little bit of a bad luck charm because he was at the, uh, the Friday night East Franklin game. Obviously, as we talked about last week, uh, suspended, do a little, a uh, little tussle, you know, Carl got delayed, you know, couldn't go to that game this time around. Try to go to the game that Paul UG e. was at no such dice. So two, two weeks in a row where we've had, Our games of the night canceled quite a streak for for the round ball roundup as I'm pulling up to it. That's what's wild about it. Yeah. So hopefully this round ball roundup slate, you know, all the games stay on the schedule, you know, knock on wood, knock on, you know, anything you got here. But we'll we'll get into some of our games for Friday a little on later in the show. But first we go to our teams of the week, as always, the teams that we saw, the teams that are really impressing, the teams that making a, a bit of a statement here in Section 5 Sports. Carl, why don't you start us off?
1: Going to start with boys basketball, the Thomas Titans. I was impressed with what I saw them do on last Friday on our roundup, roundup slate, taking down Fairport 55-49. Impressive. Obviously, Fairport is a really good team. We've given them their, flower, this, their flowers on this podcast before. But then they followed that up with a nice win over Penfield, taking them down by 10, both at home. And when you watch Thomas, we're probably going to show these lights right here. Not really like the craziest team, like not a bunch of high flyers, not dudes like crossing dudes up. But they are really, really sound. They're really technically sound. And they play like Fairport, LaShara Lowry, the point guard, and Aiden White. Like, those are the two dudes. Like, they are really, really they, – they go as those two go, dudes go. And because of the type of zone that Thomas was playing, they really couldn't execute as well as they wanted to. Um, So, shout out to the Titans for how well they played. Offensively, they were getting into their sets. Um, I, I wasn't able to watch the second half. But the first half, Fairport was really struggling to get into what they wanted to do. All the stuff came off really fast break type of things. Help that they were at home, that student section was being funny. You gotta love the, uh, the high school student section. That's the one thing you do miss, um, the difference between football and basketball. Like football, they're a little tucked away a little bit, about 20 yards behind you. You really can't hear exactly what they're trying to say. Basketball, they are right there. So like, they saying some quick little witty comment, you like, you sure that you allowed to say that, dude? But like, it's all love though and it's all cool. So Thomas, I, it's my team of the week. Impressive win over uh, Fairport and then following that up with a win over Penfield on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and they have kind of really turned their season around here. They open up against Penfield, obviously the team they just beat. They lost by 20 to them. You know, they suffer a 15-point loss to a really good victor team. They lose to Rush Henrietta. They lose to Schrader by two points. They lose to Hilton. You know, none of these are really blowout games. They lose to Aquinas, but just... Tough teams they're playing; it's not going their way. Now they're turning some of these close games into wins. You know, you know, it seems like they're finding their groove, and they're going to get a chance to redeem themselves from some of these matchups coming up on the 24th. They play at Victor. They got another tough game at Mendon uh, on Friday night. I'm sure we'll be out at that one. Then they get Schrader Thomas once again, round two. So. A lot of a lot of season left for, for Thomas. They got a lot of games against some good teams in, in a short stretch of time coming down the stretch. They can kind of really turn to, you know, push themselves up to contender status here in Class AA this season.
1: Especially with the way they were playing. It wasn't like anything fluke related. It was like, we're going to play our brand of ball, and hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully it leads to we'll a win and two impressive win over two really darn good teams.
0: Yeah. I mentioned getting to that contender class in Class AA A. Because it's going to be really tough to get into the the tip, the tip of the top of Class A. because my team of the week, and I believe we've talked about them before, but they deserve it this week. The Athena Trojans boys basketball team taking down East. Just uh, us, us, a thrilling victory on Saturday night. They were playing against East. Two teams undefeated. Athena in Class Double A, East in Class A. You know, two of the best of the best. This was, you know, the game to watch maybe for the rest of the high school basketball season and the regular season. And East took it to them early. You know, they were up forty nine to thirty seven entering the fourth quarter. But then just something something flipped with Athena. It, it, it's tough to keep them down for long because they have so many players where it just takes one of them to get hot at any time, and they've got a handful that can do it. And that person on Friday night was Mr. Corey Reeves. 15 points in the fourth quarter alone. They open up the fourth quarter on an 8-0 run. East hits a three to kind of answer. Then they go on a 13-0 run. So that's a 21-3 run combined against a really talented East squad to come away with the win 65-58. As I mentioned, Corey Reeves led the way with 21 points, 15 in that fourth. Z. Johnson had 15. Connor Osier had 13. And Athena's, you know, they've passed all their tests, and and they don't have a ton of tests left on this season. You know, they got Eastridge on Friday. That'll be a good game for round ball roundup. They've got Hilton later in the season, who they beat by 13. There's a chance they go into this, you know, sectional tournament undefeated, which is really tough to do here in Section 5 just because, you know, there's so many quality teams where, you know, some team gets hot that you can beat them. But the thing with this Athena team, which I kind of alluded to before, they have so many guys, it is going to be really tough to beat them when Athena comes down to your level because they just have so many guys. One of them is going to have a good shooting night. One of them is going to be productive it's tough for them to go super far down low. To take down Athena, you're going to have to rise up above them. And Athena's, you know, their status is really good. Where well, That's going to take a really impressive performance to beat the Athena Trojans. I was so impressed on that
1: game um, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, because they did it on the road and different than some of the suburban schools with the student sections. Or like in unison, they on top of it, all that good <laughs> type of stuff. Some of them city schools, the whole spot is a student <laughs> section. Like yeah. there is no like one group, like you got parents, uh, kids, high, uh, students, they all just chatting. They all just, you know, barking at the kids out there, uh, mostly out of like out of passion. You know, some people obviously go a little above and beyond, but regardless, it's like a whole environment in there. And for them... Some of the from the you were there, but from the highlights I saw, Athena was kind of embracing it a little bit. They looking at the fans, telling them raise the roof, all that type of stuff. So for them to do that on the road in that environment, you can get a little hectic. I've been at an East game where um, the the fans are really passionate. They into it. They they talking. They talking trash to the kids, respectfully, obviously. Hopefully, from what I can hear, obviously I'm got my eye on the on the the focal the focus or whatever. I'm not really (laughs) locked in too much of the conversations. But regardless, that was cool for me because. They played the role of the villain going on the road in somebody's house in that type of environment and just literally just snatching your heart at the last second, like fourth quarter. Sorry, we was toying with y'all the first three quarters. This is our house now. That's really impressive for me.
0: Yeah, you know, it encapsulates the whole gym. It's not the largest gym in the world. So it's kind of, you know, it feels like that on the court. You got the PA announcer who, you know, is making comments during the play, rooting on the crowd, which I don't know if, you know, the opposing coach likes that too much because, like, I mean, come on. It's one thing if the fans are getting, you know, noise, noising up our sets and things like that. We just got the PA guy going on the mic, you know, screaming out. So it's a lot of fun at those games. It was a really impressive win um, for Athena, and it's going to be really tough to take them down in Class AA this year. Moving on to our Eyes on You team, teams that are – Little bit maybe under the radar or just really caught our attention, deserves some more praise. Carl, your eyes on you, team four, this week. The Canadagwa
1: girls, the Grey Wolves, were the Grey Wolves this year. The, the girls basketball squad. What they did this week, impressive, but I think it's how they've bounced back. So let's let me let me write the story for you a little bit. They I'm kicked listening. off the year, tough loss uh at Hilton. No, no shame in that. Hilton's a pretty good ball club. Then they had a couple of impressive wins, taking out Edison, Thomas, Brighton teams of that nature. Then they went into a little stretch right during Christmas break, lose by twenty-four to Victor. Then they go in a little holiday tournament, lose to uh, lose to Alb- Albany, then Shandon Dehoa. Then they come back, and then they lose a heartbreaker to Schrader. That is four L's in a row. You know, high school kids sometimes you have that type of stretch that can derail your season to a certain extent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the Grey Wolves though. They bounced back this week with a really dominant win over Fairport. Then a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, taking down Hilton, getting revenge. That was really, really encouraging to see. Kylie Chapman leads the way for the Gray Wolves. Really darn good player. And also, because I haven't seen them to this point, I thought, oh, they lost Maya Herman from last year. She was a really darn good player. Maybe that's the reason why they've taken a step back in a really tough uh, class double-A Nah, they just went through a nice little stretch. Ain't no shame losing to Schrader. Ain't no shame losing to Hilton and the uh, other teams or losing to Victor. So for them to bounce back and kind of say, hey, don't forget about us in class double A. We can make some noise this year, giving some of of the other ladies some love. Macy Bacon is really good. Leah Sheridan is good as well. Julia Geitner. They have a bunch of players who can get get things done, but they are led by Kylie Chapman. I remember her from last year. She's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw them briefly in that Fairport game. Saw just, you know, a couple of the, you know, the opening plays in the first quarter there. And, you know, the thing about this class double-A section, we keep talking about it. Anytime you, you think you start to get a grasp on what this double-A section is, it completely changes. You know, Victor starts winning win a lot of games. They start rising up. All right. Hilton knocks them off. Then, you know, Penfield and Hilton play, you know, then all right. You know, we talking about Penfield. And, you know, now will loses a bunch of games. Like, all right, you know, Canadaigua, they had a nice run last year. They made it, you know, to the final four or whatever. They're dropping down. Okay, now they beat Hilton. So it's going to be really fun to watch down the stretch. The thing with the Gray Wolves, you know, which is always a situation in, you know, high school basketball, when they're led by Kylie Chapman and Macy Bacon, probably their two biggest threats, both kind of from the forward position. They can both handle the ball a little bit, things like that, but When you get into that crunch time, when, you know, uh, Mallory Heiss is pressing you in the playoffs, you know, you got Victor and their swarming defense. When push comes to shove, you got to rely on, you know, they got some younger guards, some guards who maybe haven't played as much in, you know, these big time situations. It's going to be fun to see if they can rise up to the occasion and get the ball to their forwards who can do so many great things for them.
1: Yeah, because I know in the past, you saw them a little bit uh, last week. Canada Eagles, they pride themselves on defense. Yes. That's how they really, they made their money and that's how they were able to succeed in the past. So I'm sure that formula hasn't changed all too much, if, if anything at all, this year. So you're right though. I mean, guard play really tends to lead you far in basketball and that's not gonna be any different uh, in this really tough class to play bracket.
0: My eyes on your team, another team we've talked about, but you know, I, I had my eyes on that matchup. I went out and saw it, and, and boom, they impressed me. The Batavia Notre Dame United hockey team taking down Pittsford, three to one. Pittsford was, was coming into that game ranked Number two in the state in uh, division one in the big boys, Batavia, Notre Dame, number four in division two. And, you know, we, we come to some of these games, you know, it can be hockey, you know, things like that, especially hockey specifically, you know, a team comes away with the win. It's a little fluky, you know, they're getting out shot in the game. They get the right, you know, the right plays. They maybe got one line who can run out there and, you know they do some nice things like maybe a churchville trial team did in the past that was not this game this was batavia notre dame taking it to pittsburgh they outshot them 29 to 17 the first time pittsburgh has been outshot all season long we talked about it before they they give up like seven shots a game something like that it was the most t- shots they've given up in an entire game, but Tavi Notre Dame was playing physical, but they weren't taking penalties. They were, as they scored two power play goals in this one. And they've just been really impressive. They're on 11 game winning streak. Uh, goal score is in this BND game. Ivan Malovadov scored the first one, a really nice goal in the first period to get us started. Brady Johnson had the second and then Jamison Motika with a little insurance marker there in the third period, a really impressive game by them where You know, BND, we don't get a chance to see them too much. And and boy, did they impress me. And now they're going to play a lot of games at home coming down the stretch. They're 12-1. and They're going to get a nice seed in Division Two, And they're going to be a tough team to knock off. They've got Trader coming up shortly. uh, But I'm looking forward to that game, and I'm looking forward to see what this team does down the stretch.
1: They're legit. You know, point blank period. I know early on in the year, uh, Primetime, our partners, uh, Karen and Gerrard, they did a nice little speech on them. You're like, all right, cool. You know how Gerard and Karen, they go around all around Section 5. So sometimes you're like, all right, maybe they're just, you know, making stops around the area, and, you know, that's how they're showing their love. But, no, nah, this isn't like a little pity for 30 seconds. Like, no, this is a real legit team. I remember when Thad was like, is this team legit? I said, I don't know. I said, it's like the second game of the year. I don't know. I don't know. I'm covering the bills still i couldn't tell you good not. <laughs> and and you see the stats from afar and you're like yeah i mean on paper they look good and you know how other teams when they play some of the monroe county teams they just don't stack up to a certain extent but when you got back to the station and i read them lights and one nothing nothing fluke <laughs> about them it, it was nothing ah puck luck or anything of that nature like no nah, like you said the the shot total and things of that nature so i'm um, also those at home I don't know how gracious gracious I am that AJ finally got the kids' names right, the the dude, the play team, because one of them I, I want to say is Motika. My bad, my boy. I've been butchering your name for like a whole month. I, I'm sorry, and I you know what? I know that's probably happened for a lot of times in your life, but I pride myself. We pride ourselves on being professional, so I'm happy that AJ did us a solid and got the kids' names right. Because you go, your your name is gonna be called a lot here over the next month and a half. So I'm I'm happy that we finally got the proper. Way to say your name because, boy, I don't even know what I was saying before. We're not even going to go back down that road. I'm happy we got it right now, though.
0: Yeah, excuse me. The the second Milovitov scored that first goal, I'm like, all right, we're going to find a coach, something like that, especially when they win. We're going to figure this one out. Yeah, and they've got Trader. They've got a a big two-game stretch coming up. Uh, They play that Trader game on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, and then they've got Victor uh, tomorrow on Friday, which I just learned – that Victor is in Division Two this year for boys hockey. So they're down in, you know, quote unquote, Class B Division Two. The cutoff in New York State this year is one thousand beds, essentially one thousand students in the district. Victor's at nine ninety eight this year. So they're down in Division two by by two kids, one family, you know, a, a graduation you know, a kid transferring out of the district. So that'll make things interesting because, you know, Victor is kind of starting to turn around their season. And I don't want to bet against them come playoff time, even against uh, some of these good Division II teams that have really started to, uh, you know, you know, solidify themselves. as really solid for this season. So we got a big slate of round ball roundup coming to you on Friday with some, some nice rivalry matchups, some good head-to-head games. Carl, why don't you start us off with your game to watch?
1: Yeah, going back to the girl slate. I don't need to put no ranch uh, blue cheese. I know I'm in Western New York. I'm sorry. I should have said blue cheese. Whatever. Menden versus Sutherland girls. This game's going to be at Menden. It's a rematch of the Rainbow Classic. Uh, I believe uh, December 22nd, right before Christmas, um, at U of R. Sutherland won that first matchup. T- uh, took down, I believe that score was 56 60. I mean, 56 to 50, excuse me. That's one of Menden's uh, two losses on the year. They also lost to Mac. Can Menden get over the hump, take down their rivals? Because what's unique about this year they're not in the same classification. Sutherland's in A, Menden's in that rugged double-A bracket. So, I mean, look, if you want some bragging rights, this is it. There is no, like, we'll get y'all in the playoffs. Like, no, we're not seeing y'all until the cross season. So, like, at this point, like, you got to make sure that this is it. And it'll be a really good game. Obviously, these teams are really good, although Sutherland is ranked eighth in the state in class A. Um, maybe Menden will get some love and if they were down in A as well, because I know double-A <laughs> is really, really good this year. But regardless, Sutherland's a really good team. We'll see if Menden can get some revenge.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun game, a fun night there at Menden because the girls play, at, I believe, seven thirty tip its scheduled. The boys play at five thirty earlier, so you got that big one two punch. You know, I like the fact that they did the boys first, the girls, you know, second because you know you get a nice turnout for the boys game. Then I'm just going to stick around for a really great basketball game for round two. And I do want to point out, I did get to Menden on Friday night. It was the the start of the fourth quarter against Gates Child. They kind of pulled away there. But they had this this point guard, Eva Dixon, who wasn't on the roster and was just making some great plays. I had to, you know, do some research here. I texted the head coach. Uh, I'm like, who is this girl? She's Eva Dixon, seventh grader, up from JV. And I, you know, she's I guess she's probably gonna stay down on JV, but man, she could hoop. She can, she had some two really nice takes into the lane. She can make things happen as just a seventh grader. I'm sorry, Section 5. Menden is, uh, is reloading, and, and they're coming for you with, with Miss Eva Dixon in, like, six years from now. Usually I make comments about, hey, like, Syracuse, UB, y'all look at she, – she 12. Y'all don't even
1: worry about her yet. Y'all, y'all hit her up when she, like, in ninth grade. That's when she really going to show y'all how good she is. Seventh grade. Golly.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, that's what? 25, 26, 27. 20, that's the class of 2029.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Who ridiculous. knows? The, yeah, Coach Jack might not even be there no more. So yeah, you know, let me just keep my mouth shut on that one.
0: That's just ridiculous to think about and say. All right, my game of the night, another rivalry matchup: Fairport taking on Rush Henrietta. We talked about Fairport a little bit earlier, uh, but this Rush Henrietta team—they're at six and five. Fairport going to come in at nine and three. I saw them take down Menden on Saturday. I got to a lot of good games on Saturday. Jalen Taggart really impressed me with 31 points. You know he could finish. You know he's he's smooth coming through the paint. He's, he's a force on defense, had a lot of steals, uh, some really impressive stuff from him, 31 points. Graylin Strong also had 11 in that win. They're led by Mr. Calvin Betts, a Section 5 Hall of Famer, played at UB, uh, a very respected player and and figure in Section 5 basketball. He he could be one of the most active coaches I've seen in Section 5. in In the most positive way I can phrase it, he just, he's... You know, he's 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 talking, he's communicating with his players non-stop all the time. Part of me is like, man, what a great coach. He's, you know, you know, getting, you know, communicating with his players, things like that. Part of me is you know that these players, like 20% of the time, is like, man, just you know, like, we we got this. We got this. But but you know, he he's doing some good things there, Rush Henry turning things around. And hey, you know, RH is you know, they've had some, they had a fl- little kind of a Cinderella run a couple of years ago as the eighth seed making it to the championship game. So, you know, he's trying to turn things around. real uh, You know, a good coach, good presence, a-, a good basketball mind. That should be a really fun one. Because R.H. just kind of turned their season around. They've got wins over Menden, Schrader, and Brighton. Two, three talented teams. They played in the opener. Fairport got the win, 56-49. Let's see what they can do in round two.
1: Yeah. Them coaches is always hilarious because for me, I, I wasn't good with body language. So like how I felt was really, you could see it. So like if you was ch- talking to me and I wasn't trying to hear it, I, eyes rolling, shoulders down. So like, I, I really respect the coaches who are enthusiastic like that because it really is infectious, especially impressionable on the, on that age group. You know, like once you get to the, the collegiate and professional level, bro, I'm grown. I ain't trying to hear that. But like at that level though, that, that really helps out. I'm sure the kids one through 12 appreciate just that type of energy for sure.
0: No, you know, when, when they're making plays, he, you know, he's he's hyping them up, praising them, things like that. Good shots, et cetera, et cetera. So um, they might be cooking something, something over there at Rush Henrietta. So that'll do it for us here on the high school huddle. Once again, you can find us at RochesterFirst.com, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Carl's going to be going out to the Chiefs game. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit Next week's show, there's a chance things get a little wonky with the schedule as we go down the stretch. We keep, you know, ramping up our Bills coverage. We got a lot of Buffalo kickoff lives. Thad's going to, you know, Buffalo on Thursdays for practice. Who knows what our travel schedule as a station is for the AFC championship game if they were to get there. So we'll keep you posted. But if you have a show, you know where to find us. For Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. It's time to break the huddle. We will see you next time.